This episode of Black Ass Podcast is brought to you by the makers of As It Should Be Body Products, the best all-natural, luxurious skincare products with high-quality ingredients, no chemicals, no toxins, no synthetics. So uh, log on to As It Should Be Body Products and get yours today. This episode is also brought to you by Black as Fuck. That's right. An unabashed dedication to staying true to yourself, a refusal to assimilate. That's right. Anybody can be Black as Fuck. So you can log on to blackasfuck.myshopify.com and grab your T-shirt or any of their amazing products. Now let's get the show started. Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Bono. Bono. Can you go to the store for me? But you can like get some with my change. Can you iron my shirt? Cause I love the way you iron shirt. You better do the dishes for me, or I'ma tell mama that you was hanging out last night and you ain't clean your room and you snuck out the house and you had a boy in the house. <laughs> Yo, what up? Welcome to Black Ass Podcast. This is Hadia Robinson. Um, that intro was, of course, just basically all the ways that siblings try it. The go to the store, that was my move back in the day. Like, yeah, go, can you go to the store for me? But I would always calculate up a bunch of stuff and really only leave like a quarter change. <laughs> but look, back in the day, <clears throat> um, I was about to age myself. But no, dead ass back in the day. You had 25 cents, you could get some candy. <laughs> like It wasn't like today. 25 cents, you getting one sucker. 25 cents, you getting one damn Laffy Taffy. Back in the good day, what? 25 cents? You fuck around and get, get yourself diabetes with how much sugar you <laughs> Oh, and I don't know how y'all grew up, but it was a penny candy store around my... Yo, a Listen, don't let me when you penny candy stores are dangerous just in the sense of how much candy you can get a hold to. That shit turns you into penny candy was the first crack era. <laughs> Yo, when it, the penny can you would pick up can, pennies on the ground. I remember going to the playground, like going through the sand, looking for little change. <laughs> Penny candy was the crack epidemic of the 90s. <laughs> Yo, because we was little, it wasn't like I'll suck your dick. You wasn't doing that, but you copies. That was the equivalent of <laughs> suck your dick. Oh, God. Uh, all right, I'm coming to y'all live from Brazil. Yes, I'm drunk. Capadinha's on deck. If you have not been to Brazil um, and you are a person of color, specifically a black person, bring your ass to Brazil. It is so many black people here. It's so much black culture. It's so black influence. Like, we've been sleeping. And not, you're not necessarily Rio. Rio has some, but we're in Bahia. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. It's beaches the sun is like and the sun don't even feel like the sun in the states so boom in the states when you're in the sun like the sun feel like it's trying to cook you you ever be sitting in the sun and feel like 
you it's like you know what a barbecue burger feels like on a grill because that's what the sun is legit cooking your ass it's not like that here first of all it's like 70 80 degrees all year long i think the lowest to get is like 60 which hello thank you right boom all year long it's great weather right um beaches men food men drinks men like what else do you need so basically black ass podcast will be coming to you for here henceforth from brazil i now live here i don't know the language yet i'll possibly be evicted from where i'm staying but <laughs> i'll be homeless in 60 70 degree weather i don't have no problem with that i mean i have a problem with it, of course but i feel like i can manage i feel like i can deal with that a little bit better than 19 degrees in new york and i'm homeless you know no shade to the homeless people that's a real struggle but i'm just saying i don't think i can do it i think i will be raising money all year long and then right around mm, september i just start walking down south i'm not even going like i would just walk and panhandle the rest of the way get up enough money to live uh, to live on the beach and be drunk that would be my plan right boom but um yeah man um we down here. It's beautiful. I actually took a flight here. I took United here, and I had every intention of dragging United uh, for what happened to that passenger, and I still am. But before I drag them, I want to start the episode by saying thank you to Kathy T. Tate of United. Yes, I know it sounds fucked up. I should be standing strong with this dude. And I am. Later on, I'm going to drag United to hell. Not even just to hell. I'm going to drag them to hell into the devil's Fifty Shades of Grey room where I'm going to proceed to fuck them in the ass with a nail-covered dildo. So I'm going to do that later. But right now, Kathy T. Tate, and I don't know why it's T dash Tate because that shit sound like a rap name, but and it sound like she gonna have a fire ass fucking mixtape. <laughs> but Kathy T Tate came through and saved my life. She was the representative you want in any and every situation. I'm not speaking about United. I'm speaking specifically about Kathy T Tate because United as an overall company ain't shit. Sidebar, uh, take that back. I still got to get home. But when I fully get home, I'm definitely going to say how much ain't shit y'all are. But Kathy T Tate as a person and as a customer service representative is the shit and I, I and i will fight somebody in the street about that i'm telling you we will be we will come to blows kathy t dash tate customer service team leader now let me get into why united ain't shit because united uh one of their representatives walked me through changing a flight that would have me land at an airport that was 70 miles away from where i needed needed to connect to that's what United did. That's what the bitch on the phone at United did. This bitch let talk me through it. Like, oh, I have a flight right here. You know how you can hear them? Like on a computer and shit, typing all fast. The bitch said I have a flight right here connected to dots and everything. Not at any point did this bitch tell me that, oh, by the way, you're going to have to jump on the back of some dude's motorcycle with your luggage somehow balancing it on your head or dragging it with the wheels and shit behind the motor motorcycle 70 fucking miles away. And I had a connecting flight in like two hours. Bitch, what? How, who? 
Who does that? Who does that? Fucking United. So I get to the air. Now, mind you, not only did she change my flight and not give me that pertinent information, but she quoted me the wrong number for how much it would cost to change the flight. Now, don't let me catch that bitch in the street. I'm going to take I'm going to grip her face like you palm a basketball and I'm going to I'm going to dig my fingernails in and just pull all of the skin forward until I rip her face off of her face. You get what I'm telling? Like I'm going to basically pump and just Wolverine re like Anyway, but I get to the desk and Kathy T Tate I feel like the ancestors sent her down. I feel like my grandmama was watching over me. I'm telling you. Walked up to, to the desk. She could feel my energy. She knew I was upset. Yeah, I was fake crying. So what? Sometimes you got to fake cry in those situations. I knew I, it wouldn't have made sense for me to go up there cussing her out. That's one of the things I learned when it comes to customer service. Don't go cussing a person out that ain't that isn't responsible for. You cuss a person out that's responsible for or you cuss... You wait and cuss the bitch out that wants to be so insensitive and doesn't want to bend or lean. Like, once you realize you're not going to win that fight or they not going to do what you need them to do, that's when you start cussing. But don't just start cussing out the gate. You just walked up to the desk. Boom. Walk up to the desk. I start my fake asthma attack. <gasps> like Loretta Divine in every movie she ever in. I love her, though. No shade. But you know Loretta Divine will give you an asthma attack. <gasps> Wait, I... That was me, honey. I'm breathing hard. I got the single glory tear coming down my cheek. Word to Denzel. What? I'm t and the award goes to boom. I'm walking her through what happened. Blah 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 blah. She got oh, she grabbed both my hands and her hands. She was like, I understand this. It's, I'm gonna work with you. I'm gonna help you. We working now. I was there for an hour, and I'm telling you, sometimes it pays to get to the airport on early. I got there like three hours early. Because I'm excited. It's like going to Cedar Point or going to the amusement park. You don't go to sleep that night. You are up with your outfit already on. <laughs> Talking her through it. And, uh, yes, it was taking a long time. Obviously, United ain't shit, so they had a lot of people complaining. Now, this is where I need to have a white people teachable moment. And I need to get white people together. White people, get your white people. Because I'm standing in line, and granted, it was four people working. And everybody was taking a long time. But for some reason, every complaint came to the desk where Kathy T. Tate was working with Hadia Robinson. It's three other attendants working. But th for some reason, they saw this Latina woman and this black woman having working through with this issue with my flight. And for some reason, it was okay to interrupt what we were doing to the point where I had to jump in because I knew she couldn't do it because that's where she worked. So I had to jump in like, don't you see these other attendants working? This is not the only desk here in operation. Go over there. Like, I legit had to tell two people this. Well, I'm not talking to you. Well, bitch, you're interrupting what I'm doing, so obviously you are talking to me. You're talking to the woman that's helping me. So by that, and she about to hook my flight up, so bitch, I'm about to go ahead and stand up for her right now. Get out of our face. So one, uh, this white woman who was working there came over, and she almost trying to scream on her, and she like, well, I have to work with her. These people over here been here for two hours. The, like, and then a dude from the line came and just come up. Uh, we're we're going to miss our flights. I was like, okay, <laughs> bitch, 
You think I'm about to miss my flight? So the fuck she can, I'm supposed to what? Move out the way so you can come and be service, sir? Master, sir? Is that what you expecting me? Oh, sir, I'm so sorry. I said, I, I don't got to be traveling, sir. I, I really ain't never been. If you don't get your bald head ass out my face, son of a bitch, you drive face. Anyway, so white people, I don't know what that's about. And I don't know if you, you know, I'm speaking to white people that I know, you know. Y'all know what it is, so I need y'all to get y'all white people together when that shit happens. If you ever out with them and that shit happens, I need y'all to pull them to the side like, uh, do you not see this person is standing there? Like, black people, we're not invisible. So you're, you, whatever you're dealing with, don't take priority, priority over what I'm dealing with. So just like you could possibly miss your flight, bitch, I could possibly miss my flight. But guess what? I happen to get my black ass to this airport three hours earlier. So maybe you should have brought your white ass to the airport earlier and you wouldn't be behind me in this line. But we promptly turned right back around and had us a quick little sister girl moment like, bitch, did you see? Yeah, I seen it. She ain't say all that, of course, because she's professional and Kathy T. Tate from United is the shit. But United and whoever I spoke to on that phone and the other six people I spoke to before I got to the airport, fuck every last one of y'all, okay? And that's all one word. <laughs> but I made it here safe. Um, United, I don't know what the fuck y'all doing, but I'm going to just say one time... Um, to the man who was dragged off y'all flight. His name is, let me look it up, who is a doctor. Y'all out here dragging people off of flights who are doctors. And then, who did he have to give his flight? Like, oh, Dr. David Dow was the person that was dragged off the flight. And not only was he like, it was... They roughed him up. Let me tell you how fucked up it was how they dragged him off the plane. They dragged him off the plane and his shirt came up. Like, that's the next level of being dragged. It's one thing to be dragged off the plane, but your shirt stay intact. But once I see your entire ass torso, no, no. I saw from the belly to the clavicle. Do you understand that shit looked like a little kid being dragged out of daycare that didn't want to go? Like, his glasses is all turned up on his face. This is a professional man. This man went through 23 years of college in order to become a doctor. You don't just become a doctor. You don't go on Phoenix Online and all of a sudden get a doctorate. You don't just get the opportunity. Just because you kill 17 cats in your neighborhood, they don't all of a sudden give you a certificate and, and allow you to doctor on real-ass people. This man been in school since he was five. He been just... For his whole ass life, for all we know, he probably studying right now trying to get another doctorate in a whole other uh, area of medicine. And you take this man, who could have possibly saved somebody on a flight if some shit went down? You drag him off the flight forcefully, not even like, sir, I'm really going to need. And, and then they tried, of course, he had an attitude, uh, yeah, bitch, 
I would have an attitude too. You think I done waited in this stupid ass line and I don't know if you've been to see how United has you get on these flights, but the A, B, and C line and you're standing there looking like you're waiting to get recertified for food stamps and shit and then the line is going all out the door and then they shuttle you onto the plane. The plane ain't never got enough room. And nine times out of ten, the section where the, all the poor seats are is jam-packed and then there's a section right in front of the front of them for the middle class and it's sporadic ass seats but they don't want to even let you move to them bitches right so now i done finally got my ass in this seat and not even just that the brother wasn't even in the aisle like damn you go not only did you drag him out of his seat you dragged him over another motherfucker seat like do you understand how frustrating now he done got hit with two sets of uh, seat belts I'm not trying to laugh, but legit, like they didn't have they somebody could have pulled his shirt down. Like all them fucking people standing by, didn't nobody think, let me just at least pull the man's shirt down. Like his belly button is out. It's something about your belly button being out after a certain age. <laughs> like, it's just wrong. That shit felt it felt wrong to watch. Now, this is my problem, and it's always my problem. When you tweet these airlines. And they're, they give you that fucking, that scripted, oh, I'm sorry. We, you know, here at United, we, this is unsettling. This is their response to one of the tweets. Um, This is the response, I'm sorry, from United CEO, um, Oscar Munoz. This is his Twitter response. First of all, I don't even know how he got these many, many letters in here because... <laughs> Um. Oh, it was a picture. I'm sorry. Here we go. This is an this is an unsettling event to all of us here at United. Obviously, it wasn't all of y'all because I can say at least five motherfuckers from United was okay with dragging the damn doctor off of the flight. I apologize for having to reaccommodate these customers. Hold on. Um, sir, your apology should be to the man who had his belly button exposed getting dragged on that dirty ass carpet off of the flight. Are you kidding me? Our team is moving with a sense of urgency to work with the authorities and conduct our own detailed review of what happened. Oh, well, listen, if this is anything like any of the police shootings we've seen, on social media anything that we've read about uh internal investigation me ain't shit gonna happen ain't nobody gonna get fired some they gonna quietly come back with well in our findings we find that they were justified and everything was done by the book and this is how and we're we are also reaching out to this passenger to talk directly to him and further address and resolve this situation <laughs> back to you tom here's the thing when you talk to let me let me be dr david what's my what's the brother's name again shit uh 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 i just had it dr david dow david dow now you come talk to me and i'm dr david dow Bitch, you better be able to talk to me through this coma because I'm about to fake a heart attack, a brain aneurysm. By the time I get to court, honey, they're going to be wheeling me and that bitch in a coffin. 
<laughs> Yo, I'm coming up in that bitch in a full funeral. <laughs> it's going to be a funeral procession. They're going to will me. I'm giving my testimony from the coffin. You don't even understand. <laughs> I'm going to have tubes in my shit. <laughs> Let me tell you. I'm suing everybody. You hear me? I'm taking United to every court there is. I'm taking them to the people's court. I'm taking them to the to family court. I'm taking the motherfuckers to the basketball court. <laughs> oh, yo, you dragged me off a plane and my belly button showing? No, pain and suffering. Goddamn mental anguish. <laughs> I can't wear shirts no more. <laughs> Here's the problem. With this situation, and I'm sorry I'm laughing, but this shit is. The problem is, is that they're making him get off the plane so they can put some flight people on there. What the fuck do that got to do with me and what I spent on my ticket and what I spent to have my bag delivered? Because they don't let you just check a bag. No, you have to pay to check a bag. So I done went through all this. I wouldn't give a fuck if I walked on that bitch with a baseball cap and a goddamn backpack looking like <laughs> Diego. <laughs> you ain't about to make me. Who the fuck? Unless you telling me Barack Obama is getting on this flight, unless you telling me that um, Mandela is back from the grave to get on this flight, I'm not getting out my seat. Bitch, you better find somebody back there sitting next to the bathroom. They probably don't want that seat in the first place. But you think I'm about to get up and give you? Mm -mm. Please. No. So, uh, David Dow, and let me tell you something. If I was even on the flight, I would be suing for mental anguish. Dead ass. I will be suing for having to witness that shit. I will be suing them. <laughs> I'm going to show up to court in a neck brace. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I hurt my neck looking back. <laughs> anyway, get your money, David Dow. I hope you show up. If you do, if you do decide to show up and actually walk on your own legs, you know my advice. Get get in there with a sweater vest on looking like Carlton season one of Fresh Prince and Bel-Air. That's what you better do. Go get your money, sir. Fuck that. And then these it's a, these little uh, flight cops have the same mentality as these motherfucking security guards. I mean, thank God they ain't shoot them. But, you know, you giving these people, these U.S., these flight marshals or whatever the fuck, like, sir, sit your ass down. Like, for real, you need to be on this flight worried about motherfuckers that's actually causing commotion. But the only commotion was caused by the motherfucker dragging this man off and showing his belly button. Anyway, shout out to David Dow if you're looking for a wife because you're about to be paid as fuck. Please give me a call. It's not so much what I thought. It's what I felt. Probably the word of shame comes to mind. This is the CEO talking about him watching uh, the video you you absolutely should be ashamed my thing is i need everybody on that flight fired i'm not talking about i'm talking about to the motherfucking pilot everybody gotta get fired the u.s marshals gotta get fired and the only the thing about it is ain't nobody even been fired that's some bullshit yo hold on david dowd and broke his silence i just looked this article up <laughs> Yo, when they asked him what his injuries are, he said everything. Yo, David Dow about to get... Oh, David Dow ain't out here playing. 
I fucks with him. That's a, that's who I'ma be. Let some shit like that happen to me. What's wrong? Everything. <laughs> this man is 69 years old. That's how you know, boy. Asians, they don't be aging neither. Asians don't be aging. <laughs> They don't, because this man don't look like nobody's 69. He damn near don't even look like he's 55. This man looks good for his age. And for them to, this 69, you can't be dragging no 69-year-old man all willy-nilly across no carpet. You know what kind of carpet burn that is? You know how hard it's going to be for his body to heal after having his arm reached over his head and dragged? Come on. With the resistance of that dirty-ass carpet? Get your money, David Dow. I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad. But I'm telling you right now, United needs to be firing everybody because you can't just move somebody out of their seat because you want airline employees to have the seat. Get the fuck out of here, bitch. You better take the next flight. You better go talk to somebody over there at JetBlue and go hook, you know, trade up or something. How do I? I'm a paying customer. How do I got to get off? So you better charter another motherfucking plane, bitch. You better go down there and sit with the luggage. Shit. I mean, Anyway, so fuck you, United, after I get home. After after I get home. Um, what else is going on? Shit, it's 25 minutes already. Okay, boom. Um, so Tommy Loren is out of a job and it feels great. Uh, you know, in in petty news, oh, I'm keeping it extra petty today. Um, if you don't remember, Tommy Loren is the blonde chick that works at that um online show, The Blaze or whatever. And, you know, just one of those goofy, uninformed, white, uh, blonde-haired bitches. She looks like an intern at Fox News. Like, she's well her way. That's why I have no no feelings about her. So she was fired because she made a comment on The View saying she was pro-choice. Now, The Blaze, this conservative website, of course, having no problem with her saying all kind of flagrant all uh, real disrespectful shit about black people and black people being killed by police and she liking the um the black panthers to the kkk and everybody was like bitch excuse um so no problem with that at all what yeah kill black people no problem Poli all black people are thugs absolutely you're keeping on message sounds good i'm pro-choice ah, bitch uh i'm gonna talk to you in the <laughs> yeah i'm gonna talk to you in the office what did you say to uh um, so they set her ass down and, um, she is no longer has her show and she's now filing a wrongful termination lawsuit against Glenn Beck and the blaze. Um, and then the blaze came out with this statement. She went on nightline to talk about it. And then the blaze came back with this statement. It's puzzling that an employee who remains under contract and is still being paid has sued us for being fired, especially when we continue to comply fully with the terms of our agreement with her. Ooh, white people standoff. I like this. Ooh, interesting. So, um, She's basically, you know, giving her whole, I just, I don't know what to do without my job. I just, it's just, I'm, I, 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 I'm lost without my job. And, you know, but I will not lay down and play dead ever. I'm going to stand strong. I believe. And I, I just know that at the end of, the, no, they wouldn't say it. I just know that when it all comes out, I will be exonerated and whatever. Um, but I'm happy that, you know, you know how you see those people, they're shitty, shitty, 
shitty, shitty, bang, bang people. They're horrible people. So when something finally horrible comes to them, you just feel good. You don't necessarily sit and wish it on them, although in the back of your head you know it's coming. So when it finally does come, it's like, mmm, mmm, is this cherry? Amazing. So great. Mm, perfect amount of fruity and tart, sweet but sour, yummy. <laughs> so Tommy Loren, fuck you. You the main one sitting up here talking about how people need to pull their shit together and all this and all that. Well, bitch, pull it together. Suck it the fuck up. Take your ass over to Fox News. I'm sure they can't wait to move one of them old blonde bitches right out the way to drag you in they spot because you just as uninformed as they are. So it's not like they need you to do any extra research. <laughs> None needed. Go right ahead. <clears throat> this chair's for you, bitch. Um, but it's just so funny how these are the people who, you know, they love to dish it out but can't take it, you know. Finally get it back, and now she's just, it's just without my show. It's just, it's so tough, and I just feel like it's been stripped from me. And the show is so cathartic, and it's my, bitch, you're spewing hate for a whole hour. No, Nobody feels bad for you. Nobody, you can't be that person and think that good shit is supposed to happen to you. No, bitch. A anvil should be falling on your head at this point. Like, that's. Right? Too far? I respect it. Too far. For some of y'all, I don't think so. And most of the people in the comments didn't give a fuck about her either. And that's what I love. I didn't get where I am at age 24 by sitting back and shutting up. I'm setting the record. First of all, bitch, you're on a cable news show because you're blonde and you're skinny and you look exactly like every conservative news show type. Everyone. I can see if she was on there and she, like, she fits the mold. They have a mold. They have a printing machine at this point. Every one of them broads that have all that crazy shit to say all look exactly the same. So don't act like you being 24 and in that position is some grand thing. Like, bitch, first of all, you uninformed. You don't know what you're talking about 90% of the time. Your facts are made up false as fuck so nobody's like nobody's sitting up there going to you thinking mm, i know who's gonna have all the information tommy lewis bitch shit sit anyway bitch sit uh okay what else is going on okay next uh is about the new tv tv series mini series six part series that's coming out called gorilla now i'm gonna preface this by saying i've said this before uh, some of y'all black dudes really need to get in formation because y'all on some bullshit. Y'all, um, so Gorilla is basically, um, about the, um, revolution in London in the 1970s. So Panthers, you know, that kind of thing. And so they're doing the six part series with starring Idris Elba, you know, <laughs> You know how Boo like to do it, Luther. He just do like six episodes. He be like, I'm done, I'm good. It's like, I just did six movies, so I'm going to go chill. And I be like, babe, you know, do what you got to do. Oh, <coughs> sorry. Anyway, Idris Elba, Frida Pinto, she played the main chick in Slumdog Millionaire and a dude, Babo Cisse, right? But 
this is the way they're deciding to do it. Um, it's basically about uh, activists in London attempting to free a political prisoner in the 1970s. Um, and Pinto and Cissé are the lead characters and they're lovers. But they just had to screen it in London and the number one question was, but where's the black women? Because he's basically doing a movie about the civil rights movement, about the civil rights era without any actual black women. And then to have this woman, Frida Pinto, to play the lead in this situation is just kind of like, really? Now, they're saying that he based it, it's loosely based on a real situation and that the woman who was at the head of the movement during this time was Asian, so he's tapping this woman, Frida. But at the, but it's like, okay, but at what point, when are black women never at the center of movement shit? When you really think about it, like, dead ass, I'm not, I, specifically when it comes to black people, black women are at the center of movement. We are the first to speak up, speak out, get mobilized, get organized. We the ones printing up shit, doing bake sale, watching the kids, you know, getting the bus together, packing lunches and shit for the Freedom Riders and shit. Like, that's what we're doing. We out there loud and loud as hell, marching and screaming and crying and doing all that. So to do a whole ass six series and then then to add insult to injury, the only black woman, the only black lead, lead-ish kind of character um, is a, this black chick and she playing an informant for the FBI. Like... <sighs> really that's you just really she i'm sorry undercover cop i said fbi but basically she's recruiting snitches to infiltrate and go in and she's an undercover cop and it's like and then this this was the end of it for me and this one i was like well this won't be on my viewers list. Sorry, Idris. And you know how much I love you. And I don't know we're going to be arguing about it in bed together when we... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Having another moment. He said he did it because he's in an interracial relationship. This dude said that he decided to make the character instead of, you know, he decided not to make the character, the lead character, a black woman. Because he's in an interracial relationship. And, you know, while he's there and they're asking questions and people are there asking questions like, but, you know, there were black women. Oh, uh-huh. Well, everything doesn't have to be about. And it's like, no, that's not what I'm basically saying. But it's just like you can't do a move, movie about this movement and not highlight black women. And then he says, I think the characters in this story are complicated across the board. So the concept that any one person is somehow better or more elevated or more appropriate than any other individual, I'm sorry, I don't accept that. But bitch, what? Now, I get it. This is your interpretation of blah, blah, blah. So you have the right to do that just like as viewers, we have the right not to go see your shit, which a lot of us probably are not going to go do. But... And just for the sake of authenticity, how do you do it and just decide not to do it? How do you how do you make this movie and just decide, you know what, I don't want to have no black women in here. I'm just not going to have black women in this role. I'm just going to, like, why you couldn't put the bitch Frida Pinto as the informant cop bitch? Like, you could have did that. That would have, believable as shit. 
You could have done two black women and then one of them be trying to recruit as an informant and all that shit. You could have done a whatever. It could have been two. But just to, the idea that you're just going to basically like take your time and specifically intentionally say, nah, I'm good. Because what? You want to make sure your girl fuck you at home? Sir, get the fuck out of here. That's what I mean, fellas. This is to y'all. White people bear with me. We having a black ass moment. This this what we be talking about as black women. We be talking about this shit. Like, how do you... That's like me doing a movie about the Panthers, but only having a Spanish dude play the main Panther. Like, or a white dude. Because, you know, he was so enamored with, you know, making a Bernie Sanders character the lead. Out of all these black people, all the black dudes that died and bled and got their ass whooped for the civil rights movement. But I'm going to just take this random Bernie Sanders uh, Jewish dude and decide that he's going to be the hero in this whole ass story. Like, that's not shit we do. Why do y'all do that? And I'm not saying that y'all got the answer. I'm saying the next time y'all have the black man meeting, somebody need to bring that up. I need y'all to really put that question into the fucking <laughs> suggestion box of shit for y'all not to do in the future. That's all I'm saying. So, I mean, it seems like something that I would want to see because I'm very interested in learning more about this time. But there are too many other, there are too many black women and too many activists and Panthers and women who put their lives on the line to just not be included in this for me to be, to just sit down and watch it. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to be sitting there and every time they show the girl Frida, I'm going to kiss my teeth like this bitch. Really? Oh, okay. So you was in charge of the bake sale. Yeah, all right. Uh-huh. Oh, she was making sweet potato pie too, huh? Oh, right, right. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, she made potato salad? Okay. Fuck out of here. I'm not watching it. I'm not watching it. But if you do watch it, let me know what your thoughts on it. You know, this is completely up to y'all. But I'm just saying, you know, I would love to hear feedback. And if you are watching it, what your thoughts are. And if you feel like it was distracting or if you felt like it didn't matter to you. Because then I'm going to know who I'm talking to. Ha-ha. <laughs> Got you. Um... Speaking about dudes getting information, Des Bryant. So this little boy decide he gonna take his ass onto um, Instagram and give his thoughts and a whole soliloquy about why black people need to get over racism and racism ain't holding us back today and we need to just get over that shit basically um his first post started with first and foremost i would like to say i do a great job of minding my own business but it's pressing on my heart to share my thoughts about white americans and black americans in parentheses racism <sighs> so what jesus just came to you while you was getting a rub down after practice, like, bruh, <laughs> you laying here, you got your phone right here. Why don't we get on Instagram and have a, a conversation about race in post? And I'm sure when he wrote this shit, he had no idea that people was going to drag the fuck out of him. And they did as they should have. And this was a very teachable moment. I'm sure for him and his ball club and the other people that was probably sitting next to him with a phone out, like Jesus, what? <laughs> all right jesus i'm gonna get on there in a second but let me just finish <laughs> but then they seen his ass get dragged and they was like ah, i'm good 
He says, I saw a person quote Charles Barkley when he said, I'm going to stop you right there. Who the fuck is quoting Charles Barkley? Charles Barkley, of all the people you could possibly quote, of all the people that you could quote who's quoted somebody, it damn sure wouldn't be Charles Barkley. Charles clown ass bark are you first of all he don't even enunciate his words so i have no time for in trying to read through and comprehend his muddled ass but i but did but i but no bitch i'm not doing it number one with charles barkley charles barkley who said mad flagrant shit against black people you think i'm about to be quote in the wise words of charles get the f- We as black people were never going to be successful, not because you white people, but because of other black people. Huh? So let me get this right. So is he saying that the reason why black people can't get ahead is because of other black people? Now, I get it. As I read his post, I got and I understood that a lot of what he's saying is coming from his own fucked up ass experiences, which when it comes to black people, we all are coming from very painful and hurt backgrounds and some of us more than others. But I cannot take when black people make these very broad strokes when it comes to other black people and what's going on. Like you can't sit up and talk about what's happening to black people, has happened to black people, and then completely make it black people's fault that's not possible you can't do that and be a person who has a brain a working brain you're not going to do that you can't so black people put black people on the boat and brought them over here and whooped their ass and made them clean up and shit and then create a whole system that determined that was determined to keep them and hold them back and keep them from progressing and then created the prison system and then fucked up their water system like black black people did that really okay okay but black people can't even get a fucking job if they got locks. Really? Okay. 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 So cool. Just so I'm clear that that's what we saying. Okay. So is black people for, I'm not going to do this. Okay. So then he goes on to say, I've been racially profiled on numerous occasions, but not once has it influenced an ill feeling inside me about anyone outside of that issue. Don't you get that being racially profiled is the result of of the fucking mindset of this country? Like, how do you not associate being racially profiled with the the history of racism in this? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? So you cool with being racially profiled. You cool with being stopped for no fucking reason. You cool with somebody pulling you out your car because you look you don't look like somebody that should be dri- driving that car. That's okay for you. That's something that we should just put up with or that's something we should just endure for however fucking long they decide to keep dragging our black asses out of cars and possibly murdering us. What the fuck? What are you even talking about, Dez? And then... Real slavery is different from what's going on in our world now. It's different, but it's not different. You get what I'm saying? Like, real slavery, what's happening now is a form of slavery. Real slavery, okay, that's your inter- like that's your understanding of slavery. Slavery as in the idea of bondage and force to work and shit like that. But the prison system is absolutely a form of slavery. Uh... uh Housing discrimination is a form of slavery. Poor education, undereducation, lack of education, 
uh, school systems and communities with no money for education is a form of slavery. It's a way to continue to keep people down and a certain group up. You know what I'm saying? So the problem is, here's the problem. He's somebody that had, whose understanding of slavery is that one chapter that you got in junior high school in the social studies book. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Columbus came to America, then slaves came to America, and then um, Frederick Douglass talked to Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther King made a speech, uh, Harriet Tubman ran some slaves, uh, Martin Luther King got shot, Malcolm X uh, got shot, uh, Stevie Wonder made a song, James Brown died, black history. That's his understanding of what black what slavery is. So he's operating off of that one paragraph that he got. So he doesn't get the idea that system that of systematic racism and how that affects us and how that continues to hold us and keep us in a certain place. And yes, some of us do elevate and he is someone who was lucky enough to be built and to be strong enough and to run fast enough and be able to catch a ball and jump and do all this other shit. Right. He's somebody who was lucky enough to have the opportunity to play base, to play football. I'm sorry. But here's what he's missing. The fact that he built the way he's built. He has the speed that he has. He can jump as high as he jumps because at some point in American history, somebody saw two slaves and said, you big as shit. She's big as shit. Let's make you this humongous fucking super slave. And then the descendants that and your children and your children's children will have the residuals of this super slave that we created. You get what I'm telling you? Anyway. Then he goes on. Real question. What's wrong with being sophisticated and black? Bitch, who said something was wrong with being sophisticated and black? I I strive to be sophisticated and black. I have my moments when I'm sophisticated and black. I thrive when I see black people being sophisticated and black at the same goddamn time. Uh, what the fuck? So I say that to say a lot of us are operating on this fucked up mindset that we have that is a residual of slavery. So he obviously is coming from a very fucked up place he had a fucked up life he has a fucked up mindset he's only seen black people in fucked up situations so he doesn't get or has the under so number one he sees this fucked up situation and blames black people for it for being in that situation for being for enduring what they have to endure because for him slavery stopped after Martin Luther King got shot I'm sure if you had a conversation with him he would say what slavery racism come on guys like get over it right um but you know who is he hanging around that feels like it's a problem for black people to be sophisticated that's my question why do we associate those who choose the straight and narrow as not being black enough again who the fuck do you hang out with because I don't associate somebody selling drugs with being black. I don't associate somebody with using Ebonics and fucking uh, playing basketball with being black. Like, or somebody who plays chess not being black. I don't, that's dumb. That's an old, outdated ass mindset. And if you somebody who thinks like that, you need to upgrade your motherfucking iOS, bitch. You are, you are, you're operating on a three S right now. I need you to step your shit up. Right now, you are flip phone. You're a flip phone with a black and white screen, bitch. I need you to upgrade and update all of your fucking software. 
Okay, seriously, because who even thinks what? Why was it that I was one of the first examples of success to to my friend? Uh, maybe because you and your friend come from a real fucked up place, and maybe you never read books. I mean, gr- look, I don't stand for him at all, and you know how I feel about Ben Carson. But bitch, you ain't read Ben Carson's book. Like, what the fuck? How is that, how was that not an example of success? Did you not watch any of the thirty seven thousand episodes of Oprah? Hello. How is that not fucking success? Uh, 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 Michael Jordan, uh, Magic Johnson, goddamn, uh, the dude, Bill Cosby, shit. I mean, you know, I mean, it is what it is. He was still successful. How is that not? Maybe you should be questioning why you haven't done more research and read more goddamn books. Maybe you should be asking why you and your friends aren't going outside of yourselves or outside of your immediate radius to find black success. It's, obviously happening the ones who came before us martin luther king rosa parks malcolm x didn't i tell you the, them all the people from the social studies book paved a new path for us to follow the struggle and hurt they endure created a new life for us today it is not our job to carry the burden but it is our job to lead by example who the fuck isn't trying to lead by example like and then first of all yeah rosa parks malcolm x Martin Luther King. But guess what? Terrence Crusher just got sh- shot on the side of the road with his hands raised by two police officers. So what new life are you talking about? Khalif, the, the brother that got locked up in goddamn Rikers for three years for a crime he didn't even commit, he, that just happened. How is that, a, what new life are you talking about? What is this new existence that, what planet are you on? Or what planet do you think we've been transported to since Malcolm X, Rosa, Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, and Martin Luther King? Did you, are you not paying attention? Do you not get a TV when you're on the road? Do you not watch anything besides football footage, sir? And if that is all you do, then shut the fuck up. Why do you want to be the person platforming loud and wrong? You have two million followers, and you and you fine too. And it's sad. It's sad when you find the dumb. It's sad when you dumb. It's sad when you find and sleep. It really is. It's so hurtful because it's like that pretty ass face, and you ain't got shit going on upstairs. That beautiful ass mouth, and you ain't got shit of value to say with it. Them thick ass. Okay, my bad. Anyway, so then, you know, he takes it a step further. And, of course, the the comments dragging the fuck out of him. In truth, though, no one ever had it harder than Desmond D. Bryant. Oh, boo fucking who? His mother. Now, this is the third person shit. And I'm just like, uh, who the fuck talking in third person on Instagram? If you don't get your fucking <laughs> sir sit down that's when you fully lost me his mother the oldest of eight children by six fathers was impregnated at 14 by her mother's boyfriend here's the thing sir there's no story that you're gonna have that somebody does not have harder that's just the thing about life so yes you had a fucked up life your mama had a hard life she ended up on crack but listen 
in the 1990s and the late 80s, everybody was on crack, okay? Let's just be very, very clear, whether they had a hard life or not. So crack wasn't no hard shit to get into. It wasn't hard to find. Your ass could be on your way to the party store and a and a vial of crack a drop on your head from an upstairs window. So don't act like, you know, this was something that your mama just happened to wander into and it was just one of those things she happened to find when everybody else, nobody else was on crack. And not to take uh, not to take away from what you've been through and what your mama been through and what your family been through, but at the end of the day, bro, people go through fucked up shit. But to sit up and act like you're, you have the worst story, first of all, get the fuck out of here. And to act like you still aren't one of the lucky ones because you are able to play football and you were plucked out and you did have the skill and the body and the strength and endurance and all that shit to be able to do that. You think more motherfuckers wouldn't want to do that? Of course, bitch. But don't you see it as a problem that that sometimes is the only way for people to get out? And don't you see the connection between that and systemic racism? Like, are you fucking blind? And here's the last thing. When you say dumb shit like this and you get white people in your comments like, yeah, you know, it's just a lack of responsibility. And if they could just pull themselves up by the bootstrap and if they once you get people in your comments agreeing with that dumb shit, then you should know you're on the wrong side of the motherfucking issue, bitch. Once you say something fucked up, just give it a second. Let the comments roll in. Go through them comments and see who's on board and who's against it. That should tell you everything you need to know. Because you got two million followers. It is not going to take long for people to get in there like, uh, bruh, you good? <laughs> you you over there on that sleeping salt? You all right? They hit you with some of that ibuprofen. They hit you with that them perks. Because <laughs> you sound stupid as fuck. Anyway, so Desmond Bryan... <sighs> Black men in general, the ones who ain't on it, get on it, please, for the sake of all of us. Get on it. Pull your shit together. Go to counseling or whatever you need to do, and that's for all of us. Go to some counseling. Get past your past hurts. Get past all your old issues. Find a way to overcome all these residual feelings that you have and understand that you ain't the only one out here who has suffered. You are not the only one out here who has endured. And if you are in a position to be a change, then make a change and stop blaming people for not being where you are. Everybody ain't able. But if you are able, then you have a responsibility to create some other shit so people can be able. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to preach to y'all all day. That's it. Desmond Bryan, you too fine to be this sleep. Wake your ass up. Somebody somebody, please get him together. Black men, get your black men. How about that? Because <laughs> if we say it, it's going to be, oh, they always complain. They always got something. So, fellas, y'all are, are on notice right now. And shout out to Shannon Sharp. I thought he did a great job. If you haven't seen a clip, I'm going to post it. I just posted it, matter of fact on a black ass podcast, uh, Facebook and Twitter page. And it was his response. It was very thoughtful. It was very eloquent. It was very thought out. It took his time. He didn't, you know, but Desmond Bryan, get the fuck get your ass out of here, sir. Um, all right. That's it, man. I'm about to get back to these Capitanias. I done gave y'all a full ass hour. I'm very proud of myself. I hope y'all proud of me too. Cause I really, it took a lot. 
I wasn't, I was gonna, I was gonna slack, but you know what? Shout out to everybody that be hitting me in my inbox and showing me love and all the new followers and all the new listeners just shouting me out and letting me know y'all feeling me and feeling what's going on. So I thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. Uh, that's gonna conclude the show. Thank y'all so much. Don't forget to answer the question. Are you loaning money? If you are loaning money, what is the stipulations? And if you're not loaning money, why aren't you loaning money? Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Black Ass Podcast on Instagram. Uh, I'm sorry. On iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts, is nine times out of ten, it's there. And of course, follow it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and follow HR Comedy um, on Instagram and on. <laughs> Go to hrcomedy.com and uh, find find me on social media. Thank y'all so much for hanging out. I'm out. Peace.